0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there once again, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 231, entitled One Click Checkout in WooCommerce with PeachPay. It was published on Thursday, the 27th of May, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and some very short housekeeping before we begin. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe if you'd like to find out what it is and where we put our content. So, for example, on there there's links to our YouTube channel, our very, very popular Facebook group of over 2,800 very polite WordPressers, and there's also ways to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. You get the idea. wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Whilst you're there, sign up to one of our newsletters and we'll keep you updated. WPBuilds.com forward slash deals is a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week. If you've got a product or service that you're interested in buying this week, go and check that out. You never know, it might be there. It's searchable and filterable, and you may very well find a significant percentage off with a coupon code. And the last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, if you would like to get your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience, a bit like these two companies have done. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Termageddon. When you build contact forms for client websites, you may be forcing that client to comply with multiple privacy laws. Rather than avoiding discussing the importance of privacy policies with your clients, Try out Termageddon, the auto-updating privacy policy generator. The best part is that Termageddon gives web agencies a free set of their policies forever in the hope that you like their product and use their reseller or referral programs to help your clients get protected too. Your clients get protected, you make more recurring revenue. Go to termageddon.com and click the Agency Partners page to receive your free license today. And buy A-B Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a demo at absplittest.com. Okay, on the podcast today we have David Maniar from PeachPay. PeachPay is a new company in the WooCommerce space hoping to make it more straightforward for people to go from checking out your website to actually purchasing things. They've got this one-click checkout technology which you can use across multiple domains, the idea being that customers get to your website and are presented with the options to pay and they only have to go through one additional screen in order to actually purchase items and get them shipped to them. It's a really interesting idea. And we talk about why they've designed it, how it all works. What are the sort of things that you've got to be mindful of? Like how do they maintain state? What is the cost structure and so on? So it's a really interesting talk. During the course of the audio, you may find that David's audio is a little bit poor in places I don't quite know why that happened but it's certainly very listenable and the other thing to mention is that since we recorded this podcast they've actually received some investment from WooCommerce directly and so that gives you perhaps a little bit more confidence going forwards okay i hope that you enjoy the podcast hello there welcome to the wp builds podcast once more i'm joined today by david maniar hi there david Hi there. Uh, Thanks for having me, Nathan. Yep, you're very welcome. Now, I I was just saying to David before we started recording that I, I actually can't remember where I came across the product that we're going to be talking about today. But if you're a WooCommerce user in particular, or perhaps even you're just selling things online, not necessarily WooCommerce, this might be of interest to you. We're talking today about something called Peach Pay. Now, I do want to, right at the very start, I want to be very clear. Um, go to the correct website because it would appear that there is a, a service with a similar name. I don't know if they're doing the exact same thing, but if you Google it, you may end up in the wrong place. So go to Peach Pay, as expected, P E A C H P A Y dot app app anything else is not what you're looking for today so um yeah first of all david if it's all right with you what is peachpay simple question but probably good to get it out of the way
1: yeah sure and you know if anyone's curious about the other peachpay uh since uh you put it quite omin- ominously um <laughs> <laughs> they uh they're just um they're a sort of um payment service for creators so for content creators so Um, unless there are any content creators watching probably is not of interest, but what peachpay.app does, um, is, well, our mission is to democratize one-click checkout. And we thought that the best place to start the best platform is WooCommerce. We're only on WooCommerce. Um, but you know, with the latest numbers out there, we're quickly racing toward powering one in three, uh, online stores. So very, uh, excited to be part of this community and, uh, to see its growth and to be servicing its merchants.
0: So it's got to do with the checkout. Obviously, you'd expect as much because it's called Peach Pay. But what, what does it actually do? You know, if, if I was to visit a site and um, if this was to be implemented on that site, how would I know? What would I be looking at? What is the point of it?
1: So essentially, you'd be looking at a buy with one click button that is fully customizable. We leave it up to the merchant's discretion, you know, what color to make it, um, what uh, width to, to make the button. We want to integrate as seamlessly as possible into a merchant site, um, and toward that end, on the back end, we're just using Stripe to, uh, you know, collect payments, mm-hmm. um, and so it's all managed through the same dashboard that a merchant would regularly use to collect payments with Stripe, and uh, I think that represents about eight hundred thousand or so merchants or that's the number of active installations of the Stripe for WooCommerce plugin, at least, um, to get, I mean, and and then on the consumer facing side or the, the end user facing side, essentially you click this button, um, and a, uh, a streamlined form is generated. We have to get the information from somewhere. So, you know, it's not buy with one click, uh, instantly. Um, but, you fill out that information as an end user and then the next time you encounter this button this buy with one click uh peach bay button it doesn't matter what site you're on uh you will have access to one click as long as you're using the same browser the same device um and um you know so already it's distinct from a lot of the uh one click checkout solutions out there that um you know they call themselves one click but Really, they're passworded one-click. This is a passwordless one-click checkout solution. Already differentiates it from, uh, I would say, 99% of the, the so-called one-click checkout plugins out there.
0: Yeah. You, you told me a really curious fact because I was, I was kind of interested why this had come along now. And uh, I think you said the year 2017 was the year that Amazon no longer, I don't know, had the right to, to patent the, the idea of a one-click checkout. Is that right? That's so bizarre. I never knew.
1: Yeah, we didn't know either until we started building it, you know, and then we're like, oh, well, that's very convenient. That's quite fortuitous that uh, they no longer have that patent. Yeah, Um, but we were wondering why is it that it's taken so long for uh, one click checkout to sort of get this buzz. Now it certainly has that buzz. Now we hear a lot of people talking about it. Uh, There's certainly uh, a lot of interest among, you know, the the Silicon Valley, uh, uh, you know, technologist community. Uh, so, full disclosure: we are a, you know, a tech startup raising venture capital. We have raised a pre-seed round. We're currently raising a seed round, mm-hmm. and um, there was just this huge influx of interest after that. But most importantly for us, there's an interest and a recognition on the part of the merchants. Yeah. Um, and I think more and more merchants are seeing that you know this is something that you know it's kind of inevitable. It's uh, needs to be added. It makes it easier for my customer to check out, increases conversions, reduces cart abandonment. Um, and that's our whole mission is to essentially, um, benefit the merchant benefit, the, the end user by democratizing this one click checkout. And yeah, so Amazon, uh, Jeff actually mentioned it in his farewell email. He, you know, he, he said, you know, we, we're proud to have pioneered one click. Um, certainly great that they pioneered it, but, uh, then the patent was, or uh, the, the, the the technology, the very notion of one click, I guess, uh, was patented for a very long time. And so it's good that now, essentially, those those shackles have been unlocked. Yeah. Um, and since 2017, really, I think what it boils down to, I haven't heard a better explanation, is just uh, complacency.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, uh, Amazon have made so much money out of me and my family with that button. In all honesty, you know, you just sort of get there and you're hovering over the the option to click the one-click button, the one-click mm-hmm. buy now button, or the, the option to sort of do the other thing, go through the checkout and all of that. And it is it just works, right? It's really alluring. It actually has the power to... Draw your finger towards it, and I, I was wondering, you know, as as e-commerce becomes more and more the way we're doing it. Obviously, we've had a an incredible year in terms of e-commerce due to the pandemic. But as it becomes more and more normal to shop online, I, I'm expecting that you know merchants, as a proportion of their of their carts, they'll see things being abandoned more just because people are becoming more savvy. They're they're browsing more online. They are doing that as the default way of shopping now, as opposed to walking down the high street. And obviously, there's only a certain amount of money available to each and every person and every family. So you might fill up this cart over here, go to this shop over there, browse around over here. So kind of any advantage that you can present in your checkout experience seems to be something that you should really, really be endeavouring to do. I'm guessing cart abandonment is on the increase hundred percent. And, um, yeah, you know, the line that is frequently trotted
1: out nowadays is the consumer is spoiled. The consumer is this right. way and that way, you know, um, low attention, short attention span, this kind of thing. Uh, you know, all that may be true. You, you might, that, that might be how the merchant feels. Um, but they kind of have good reason to be, I mean, again, since 2017, there's been no reason that, um, There's been no reason to delay the advent of one-click checkout, but for whatever reason, it has been delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some stores which one-click checkout is not right for. That's certainly the case. Um, But for the vast majority of online stores, it kind of, you know, it 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 it, it is something that uh, I would even call a must-have for the B two C store selling, you know, fashion. I think fashion is the Still, the by far the, the most popular e-commerce category it makes absolute sense for. But for really any B two C product that is not subscription based, you want a one-click checkout solution. Mm. Um, and you know the, the curious thing about the Amazon uh, uh, one-click checkout is how it's evolved. Um, so at first, you you click that, and it was truly one click. I think maybe you can speak to this. Yeah. yeah, It was truly one click, right? Kind of, kind of amazing. I think since then they've kind of backed off, um, and presented a confirmation screen, um, because they realized, you know, people want that last reassurance. I, you know, if Amazon can't change consumer behavior, I don't think there's any point in in anyone else really trying in this regard, at least. Um, and so the approach we've taken is to present that last confirmation screen, just make sure um, you know, just make sure that everything's right. And I will right. say, I mean, compared to Amazon, there's less sensory input. It seems like with Amazon, there's a lot going on from like, from buying to actually checking out with us. We we're just trying to simplify things, but we have taken the approach that Amazon has taken to actually, uh, present the, uh, online shopper with one last chance to check over shipping options and payment preferences, make sure everything is correct. Before actually
0: buying, yeah, I mean that that seems to be a really dif- great default, to be honest, because the the chances that your cat could accidentally, you know, purchase the the thousand dollar object that just because the phone was sitting on the couch, uh, <laughs> you know, at least the cat would have to click it twice, or the the aberrant child who just accidentally clicks on something. But um, yeah, yeah. So the confirmation is great. Yeah, I I totally did screw up a couple of times with Amazon and and had to. I contact their support and say please cancel this I actually did do that so I guess the question would be you know if you're inside of WooCommerce and you're displaying on the checkout page and all of that kind of stuff incidentally by the way I don't know if you heard that um, there was a podcast this week with Matt Mullenweg who is obviously kind of in charge of WooCommerce he believes that Really, WooCommerce is about to explode. You know, he really believes that the future for WooCommerce is, is really, really very wide indeed. Yeah, day one. Those are the exact words. Um mm-hmm. you were obviously listening <laughs> to the same podcast that I was. Um <laughs> definitely. But you know, this is this is a really great place to be. But how does it differ? I know we mentioned Amazon, but um Amazon have got their their Amazon pay solution, which is not obviously the Amazon.com website. You can you can use a Buy Now button, for want of a better word, which is using their infrastructure. And obviously, they're they're working on the basis that a lot of people are just permanently logged into Amazon anyway. So there's the Amazon Pay option. There's the Apple Pay option. There's the Android Pay option. There's PayPal, which obviously isn't one click, but the Android and Apple Pay kind of more or less are. And then I've got things like browser functionality like for example my browser could quite easily fill in the the payment fields for me or something like LastPass could do that for me what what differentiates you what makes you different from those platforms that i've just mentioned right so essentially, all these payment goliaths um
1: first off they're just focused on the checkout unlike ourselves um We consider two verticals, checkout, post-checkout, although checkout is the main offering right now uh, as we continue to build out the product, the app, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, All these glides, though, they're kind of uh, self-restricted by virtue of, you know, who's actually, um, you know, manufacturing these these, uh, payment options. Like, uh, you know, Apple Pay is at a disadvantage uh, on Windows OS devices, and, you know, this... majority of Americans are using um, are running Windows OS as opposed to Mac OS but then you know they are running iOS versus Android so then conversely on the 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 smartphone smartphone side um, you know then Google pay is suddenly at a disadvantage and Amazon mm-hmm. pay I can't speak to so much as to it it would seem like they they would have made more inroads it really kind of baffles me that they haven't uh, especially since they pioneered one click. Um, but you just don't see it that much. I talk to merchants on a very regular basis. I talk to people in agencies, developers, and they just don't hear that much about it. You know, some of them actually like, like one and two don't even know that it exists. Um, and for me, when I learned it kind of came out of nowhere, I, like I, I really was quite confused as to, um, you know, why people haven't been adopting this, but, um, I think they just haven't been um, uh, pushing it out as much and maybe there's you know there are some concerns about um, transactional fees really I'm unsure about their model um, and as for autofill I mean autofill is a handy solution although an imperfect one um, you know for that first time user flow uh, that I mentioned you have to go through with peach Bay um, you know, you autofill is something that would expedite that process. But then, you know, sometimes it gets the wrong credit card. Sometimes it gets the wrong address, whatever. Sometimes, I mean, I don't know about your um, autofill suggestions for myself. There's a ton <laughs> at this point. You know, I, sometimes I have to go and clear them out uh, because at least for myself, you know, I there's a, there's a few, um, um, like, I guess, addresses I'm shipping to. If I'm sending something to a friend or, you know, um, traveling. Uh, which I've been doing a, a bit of recently so you know in a situation like that where payment preferences, you know a lot of Americans are regularly changing um, payment preferences, right switching between credit cards, uh, debit card and what have you. and so um, it's an imperfect solution it, there's there there's it certainly reduces the friction but it does not eliminate it and we're in the business of just eliminating the friction completely um, and making it as easy as one click.
0: yeah. Okay, so let's get into kind of how it works. Let's take the let's take the WooCommerce side of things first. If I was wishing to, so I'll split this into two sections. We'll do the WooCommerce side, and then we'll do the the sort of the more technology and how, what the customer journey feels like and looks like, so that the people who've installed it in WooCommerce know what their customers are going to get. So, how do we get it working with WooCommerce? You know, is it a simple download the download the plugin, activate it, set up some I don't know some API integrations or codes or anything like that how does it how does it work on the woo side
1: nothing like that no api nothing super easy um we like to say get peach set up in minutes so that your customer can check out in seconds that's been a, a tagline that we've uh frequently used to great effect uh that's something that um some merchants are quite surprised by that oh hey i don't need my developer for this i can just do it myself and that's precisely what we want to see is developers or just merchants taking the initiative um, because I think, you know, a lot of developers um, or people in agencies, they they don't see it as their place to suggest payment options. That's something we've heard a lot. And that's completely fair. You know, um, that's completely fair. It's traditionally just been a, a question given to the merchant like, OK, so you want to use PayPal, Stripe uh you know can you use one of, what, what's best for you you have the type of product that stripe might be more stringent about okay then maybe we use something else um but really you know this is um this is something that is we, we don't consider ourselves a, a payment gateway or certainly not a process right because we use stripe this is um this is a checkout plugin right so something we tell people in agencies developers is you know just um just mention, just mention, uh, mention us, and you know, just uh, send out a form, gauge interest, and we guarantee you that the prospect will sound interesting to at least a few merchants, and that's certainly what we've seen. So yes. we've seen, we've just recently pretty much opened the floodgates and really started doubling down on distribution. Uh, throughout January, pretty much we were iterating with our first batch of merchants, optimizing, solving compatibility issues because. You know, obviously I'm preaching to the choir here, um, but, um, you know, lots of themes and plugins to navigate um, uh, in the WooCommerce space and, and the WordPress space in general. And so, you know, uh, every theme brings something new, uh, some elements of uncertainty. We then have, we promise seamless integration. We want to actually deliver it. Um, and we want to make sure that the button isn't obfuscated by some element or some such. It's in, on the product page, but not on the card page or vice versa and you know, all these things. Happen if you don't do the legwork. So we do the legwork and we've implemented a wait list, which now hundreds of merchants, I mean, have uh, opted into. And essentially, it's not an arbitrary process, even if it may seem like one. Um, we essentially look at okay, so this person, you know, pretty much right away will take a look at the submission, usually minutes after, and say, okay, Does what what theme is this person using? What plugins does this person seem to be using? Which ones are actually active? Um, uh, And uh, have we, you know, have we dealt with this side, this type of website before? Have we integrated with this plugin or that plugin or this theme or that theme? Um, Multi-vendor, multi-site, all these things—they, all all these different elements—they present um, a whole batch of compatibility issues that we have to fix um, and navigate. And we just want to make sure that the merchant or the developer never has to make the trade-off between um, uh, some plugin that's deemed indispensable and then PeachPay, which I think will come to be
0: seen as equally, uh, if not more indispensable than than a lot of the uh, the plugins out there. Mm. Do you have um? Do you have sort of like? Uh, options within the plugin to kind of surface it in a different way. Like you mentioned that, you know, you could, you could, uh, well, you didn't mention you could customize, but you said it was possible to, for example, change the color of the button. Do you have options like that? You know, um, put the, put the button over here, uh, change its color, change out the logo. I, I, I'm just making up really what options might be because I don't know. So yeah, that's the question. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, alignment, um, and, uh, width and color, most importantly, uh, that is all customizable and, uh, you don't need to know any code at all. Uh, it's just through the plugin settings in the WP dashboard. Um, you know, Peach Bay has its own settings. Um, so you just click the, you know, the, the Peach Bay icon and then adjust, uh, as necessary. Um, and again, we just leave it up to the merchant, you know, do you want to make it look as native as possible, or do you want to, Instead, make it a different color and thereby draw attention to it, perhaps. You know, there there are um, valid, there's a valid argument either way. Yeah. So it's pretty simple is what you're saying. There's not a lot to do on the back Absolutely, end. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, once you, you opt into that wait list, then we reach out via email once we, we might reach out pretty fast, actually, um, even though we say, we'll you know, we'll pretty much get to all queries within one to two days. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but uh, we sometimes reach out very fast if we identify that, oh, this is definitely a site we can onboard super quickly.
0: Okay. So, okay, if, if I'm approaching a site now, not as the the owner of the site, but as a customer on this site, how does it work? Now, you mentioned that there was some sort of slight but necessary onboarding the first time to to enable PeachPay to, to gain some useful information about you, I guess your name and email address and so on. So, what, what are we looking at? What do you click on? What does it require you to do? And, and how long does it typically take?
1: Yeah, so for that first-time user flow, um, again, you can just use autofill to go through it very quickly. It's, it's a, this sort of streamlined form that uh, it's, a, you know, it's a light box that just pops up. And um, it, it, you know already it's easier. The intention is to make it easier than 90% of checkout flows out there. Um, But again, we don't stop there, right? That's just the first time user flow and it doesn't matter what site you go through that first time user flow on, as long as you're using the same browser, same device. The next time you see that button, then you have the one click. You have your information presented to you, no password. um, And uh, you can edit as necessary if you need to, but otherwise you can just check out uh, with one click. And so I mentioned an app uh, and I mentioned that um, I would elaborate on that. Yeah, so what the app does is, uh, essentially, um, you can use the app. Uh, I mentioned two verticals, checkout, post-checkout. The, the uh, app is primarily a vehicle for post-checkout, but you can also use it for checkout. Um, in that first-time user flow, um, if you already have the app, maybe you're you're using a different device, um, but you're familiar with Peach PeachPay, uh, there's a QR code that's presented in that first-time user flow that you can scan with the app and check out with just a couple of taps. Um, just one tap really. Um, and you know, then on the, uh, the mobile side, um, then the decision is up to you. You can, you know, you can go through the browser version on your smartphone. Uh, otherwise you can, uh, just essentially, you never have to go through that browser version and input your information. If you have the app instead, um, instead of a QR code being presented in that first time user flow, you can uh, simply open the app, then you're taken to the confirmation screen, and again you check out with one tap. Okay,
0: so just to be just to be crystal clear to everybody, the first time you encounter PeachPay on a particular device, you you will need to fill out some basic information, but it, it is literally that it's you know name, email address, which I guess is for sort of shipping purposes and so on, um, and then you're kind of done. the The next time you come across any website, WooCommerce site in this case, using PeachPay, when you hit that buy now button, that that onboarding process, let's call it, is, is gone. You are you are at that point, literally, you click the button and you are then told, you know, you're given that confirmation, you're sure you want to proceed with this and you click that and that's it, you're done. Two clicks. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a streamlined flow. What One of the curious things that that I want to know is is how you are how you are keeping people logged in and and again I just want to make the point that what we're saying here is that you it's on a per device basis so if I'm using uh, let's say Safari on my Mac uh, and then I go over to a Windows machine over there and use something else I, I have to go through that onboarding process one more time and you told me it wasn't cookie based. Um, it's not keeping a record of cookies or anything like that, but it is in some way maintaining state within the browser. But if I clean out the cookies, we're still good. Right. Um, So it's not third-party
1: or third-party cookie-based. So it works on, you know, the the browsers that have banned third-party cookies. And Google is in the process of banning it, I think, uh, within the course of this year, next year. Um, And, you know, it just, it is through the virtue of the browser. So, You know, you can call it device independent, but also browser independent. Um, And so even if you are on the same device, it must be said that, you know, if you're switching between Brave or Google Chrome, um, you will need to go through that first time user flow again. Um, But this is exactly where the app comes in handy, uh, is if you, you know, you've used Speechway before, um, we have this sort of funnel uh, in the confirmation page to make it very easy to get set up with the app. Um, You scan a QR code, um, assuming you're on a, on a PC. um, And then the information that you use to place the order is used to create an account for you on the mobile app. Um, And, and then if you're on the mobile app um, and you know, you can use it to check out, it's very easy to hop between browsers and you can just rely on the app then, but you know, most people, they stick to one browser and then um, they're on one device usually. Uh, and so they just have that. Uh, they they don't even need to pull out the the phone. Ideally, they just go through the uh, the one click checkout experience through the browser.
0: Yeah, because they've logged in as it were before. So again, yeah. just to be clear, if I let's say I bought a brand new machine and I have the app installed on my phone and I open up the browser for the very first time and I encounter the button, I can scan a QR code and that will take care of it all. So again, I'm on a computer, new computer. I'm presented with the QR code. Does that flow work? I I wasn't quite clear on that.
1: Yeah, so uh, it does work. Essentially, you, you scan that QR code and then you are taken to a confirmation page within the app.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. And then... It, oh, I see. So the payment then sort of is is transferring in a sense through the app, not through the actual browser itself. Okay, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so uh,
1: you know, and and then uh, obviously, if you if you do want to do it just through your browser, you do at some point have to put in your information. Yeah. Ideally, we want to eliminate that component so that you know. Uh, then, if you if you check out through your phone somehow, we can uh, we can remember you in a way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably that's something further out in the future. Certainly, it's not something we do now.
0: No, it kind of reminds me of a neat new feature that I've just seen my bank doing, which is that I've tried to pay for things. And, you know, the bank is curious that this is sort of out of scope. I don't normally buy this thing. And so I get a little pop-up on my phone just sort of saying are you sure is this actually you so i'm doing it on my computer <laughs> right. but my phone is the actual thing which is making the the payment happen uh, it, it's my banking app but it yeah, it's curious so are you are we logging in anywhere you know if we're presenting you on that first onboarding time with our email our um, address and so on are you are you storing this data anywhere is it being kept just inside the browser, or is there some sort of server somewhere on the planet that's maintaining all of this stuff?
1: Right, so we just use tokenized Stripe, and um, essentially uh, it's, the idea is it's completely passwordless, again. Yep. Um, and when we say passwordless, we don't mean OTP. We mean completely passwordless. Um, and so, you know, that's that's the the main offering, is that you. this is not another set of credentials that you need to account for, Uh, Unless you want to and, you know, uh, we're building that out to um, accommodate the more security based end users, those that do want some locks um, on uh, uh, or some, you know, some uh, friction that they themselves introduce Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to maybe account for that uh, aberrant child or that stray cat. (laughs) Um, You
0: know, we do want to obviously we want to accommodate those those folks as well. Yeah, just because he's got, that image is not going to leave me. The cat, <laughs> <laughs> the, the expensive object. The um, you mentioned Stripe, and obviously you very very open about that right from the beginning. You're not a payment gateway; you're a conduit through Stripe. Do, how how are we if we sign up to this how are we paying for this is there is there a like a monthly fee that we have to pay do we just sort of pay for a license for the plugin um or are we you know are you taking a little bit on top of each transaction in the way that stripe does how, how do you how do you pay for your your existence
1: yeah so that's correct we're not a payment gateway not a processor just a, a checkout experience platform uh this sort of uh new breed of company which is only recently just seeing the light of day um and um it's completely free to the merchant uh the merchant pays no cost it's just like using stripe or paypal you know you get set up and then uh maybe that seems a little too good to be true it has with some merchants i've spoken to essentially the way we make it work is just by uh then um we're in conversations with Stripe about this currently, about um, negotiating the details, about what percentage we get out of that cut that's given to Stripe. You know, in the U.S. it's 2.9% plus 30 cents. Uh, in Australia, it's something else, and parts of Europe, it's something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, all that's being worked out. I can say we're in conversations with Stripe, and that's how we monetize. Is essentially just through that transaction fee. We do not want to levy any additional charges.
0: Uh, on the actual merchant that's really interesting so the the conversation with stripe is you you would get a proportion of for the sake of argument let's just say it's 2.9 percent you're you're in talks to take a little bit of that 2.9 percent i guess in a way if if you can prove that people are p- paying more money through the stripe network because of your product then it, it you know it makes sense for them to give you a little bit of the money because your checkout is working well for them as well
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, Stripe is, uh, I mean, their payment processing space is pretty competitive. I would even say hyper-competitive. And uh, so anything that helps them get on more online stores, Uh, obviously they're being involved in WooCommerce payments. But, um, uh, you know, anything that helps really is in their
0: interest. I just have one final question. And that is um, just sharing the the thought about whether or not there's there's life in this business in the future in other words could uh, do you have concerns that say somebody like automatic who obviously you know are behind woocommerce and it would be you know good for them to have a product like this do you have any concerns that a company like automatic may down the line build something like this and obviously you know upset the apple cart you know what? Um, I think automatic is great. We've had conversations with them. They're very interested in what we're
1: doing. Um, Matt personally reached out, which was, a, which was a great moment. And, uh, me and my co-founder's careers, <laughs> yeah. uh, cause he said, you know, uh, he expressed some interest in what we were doing, um, and said, it looks, it looks like a cool project. Um, and honestly, I think automatic, I mean, I would love for automatic to essentially, uh, make it easier for uh, WooCommerce uh, merchants to check out, or sorry, for WooCommerce merchants to introduce one-click checkout, make it easier for their customers to check out. Um, It is something on their radar, um, and it's not a concern, but um, it's something that we hope happens. And we hope that, I mean, certainly we hope that they rope us in um, and that we're along for the ride. But really, um, we do want to see... you know, we we, we do want to see uh, the community flourish, and we do want to see e-commerce um, grow even more. Um, and again, it's only day one, so there there's uh, there are a lot of conversations to be had, and uh, there there are a lot of improvements to be made. Checkout is certainly uh, one such area for improvement.
0: Yeah, it it really is a, a just a tremendously fast-paced environment, isn't it? E-commerce and and currently you know technologies like yours and obviously the the advent of payment gateways that are reliable and cheap to use and easy to implement it's all kind of going in the right direction and then you know you have something like the pandemic come along and suddenly all of that effort was worthwhile suddenly we all needed to be shopping online so yeah bravo hat tip thank you for um thank you for coming on the podcast today and explaining about peach peach pay before i before i let you go a uh, chance to say anything that you think i didn't ask Perhaps that would be as simple as, you know, dropping an email or a Twitter handle or something like that. But if there's anything that you feel that I didn't touch upon, now's the chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, all I will uh, plug is our site, which, you know, has all the uh, necessary information, socials and whatnot. Um, and uh, it, that's peachpay.app, not peachpay.me, as, yeah. <laughs> as we established early on. So uh, peachpay.app, uh, you know, you can, that wait list that I spoke of, you um, you can join that wait list uh, through the website Um, and um, you know, you can find out a bit more about what we're doing. We're currently adding documentation and whatnot for those who are interested. Um, And, um, and yeah, you know, if if anyone has any questions, obviously they can ask through the site and find my email that way and uh, connect that way. But uh, you know, I'd love to hear any queries and might as well just mention my email now it's just David uh, at PeachPay.app, and um, yeah, I mean we're we're very much open to um, if any uh, people in you know, the agency world, the web development world are are listening. Certainly, I'm certain that there are quite a few. Uh, we're always open to partnerships and these sorts of uh, uh, you know mass distributional deals, allocating a, a part of our engineering team to accommodating. Um, an influx of merchants from a particular partnership um, were in talks with a number of agencies and uh, web development firms um, in that regard, and certainly open to starting more conversations. And again, just uh, very amped and very excited about democratizing one-click checkout, because it's certainly the type of world where um, you know I would want to shop in.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah that's a good way to that's a good way to round it out uh, david thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking to us about peachpay cheers thank you so much for having me Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Certainly very interesting from my perspective today. WooCommerce is not my main thing, and so finding out about all these fascinating WooCommerce-related technologies is very interesting to me. You can obviously click on the links in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there, some of it related to PeachPay and how to find the website itself, but also some of it, as I mentioned, at the very top of the podcast to do with the fact that WooCommerce have invested in this. So, PeachPay, go check it out. I hope that you enjoyed that podcast episode. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Termageddon. When you build contact forms for client websites, you may be forcing that client to comply with multiple privacy laws. Rather than avoiding discussing the importance of privacy policies with your clients, try out Termageddon, the auto updating privacy policy generator. The best part is that Termageddon gives web agencies a free set of their policies forever in the hopes that you like their products and use their reseller or referral programs to help your clients get protected too. Your clients get protected, you make more recurring revenue. Go to termageddon.com and click the agency partners page to receive your free license today. Okay, we will be back next week. Next week, it'll be a session between David Wormsley and I. Until then, stay safe. I hope that you have a good week. I'll fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.